Welcome back to episode 48 of Sessions on Life. I'm Josh. And I'm Uvi. And today we're going to talk about engaging in love. For real. But you know what? It's it's it's, it's most appropriate. For real. It's most appropriate that we start the, pod, uh, the uh, this session with uh, a scripture reading. And uh, I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible. It's Isaiah chapter 9, starting okay. from verse 6. It says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. That right there is the Christmas scripture. Yes, sir. I think it's most appropriate. I mean, and we didn't really plan it. We didn't plan it this way, but I think it's really cool that this episode, Engaging with Love, is right is, before Christmas. It's right before Christmas. Basically, it's it, this is the week of Christmas. Yes. Right? I think it's it, I think it's a scent. It's just really um, divine providence that um, that this episode is this week. Because I think ultimately that's what christmas this is the is season about. of love this is the season of, of love right of of literally engaging with god's love this is where god engages with humanity by taking on flesh yeah right and um i think that's awesome so i think you know in looking at you know just when looking at the idea or the question of what it looks like to engage with love i think ultimately what it looks like is taking on another person's life for the sake of that person meeting them where they are feeling what they're feeling you know sacrificing for them basically being ultimately being about the other person yeah right loving thy neighbor loving them i'm like you want to know what it is also you know you want to know what engaging in love looks like it looks like being about the other person yeah, and that's that's exactly what God does on Christmas. He becomes so much about us that He takes on flesh for our sake, mm-hmm. right? And I, I I think that's um, you know, I just I I just, I can't get over the fact that it just fell on this week. But that's 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 Jesus right there. That's yeah, what God and does, you right? know, it's, it's amazing how it all worked out. And you know, this time of year, you know, I I feel like is uh, more than any time of the year is when people really engage in love yes. and they really try to uh, improve the lives of their fellow man by, yeah. you know, being generous, by, yes. you know, uh, giving gifts or doing something that's unexpected, doing kind gestures, uh, just just in showing love, yeah. you know, in the season. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's awesome that this fell like this. Yeah. Yeah, right really before is. Christmas, like it. this. I love it. Um, so, the scripture we're going to be looking at really to just help us delve more into this, um, you know, maybe, and then we'll actually come back to what it 
to how we see God engaging in love and how we can model God's engaging in love through Christmas. Mm-hmm. But um, first, the scripture that I, you know, that um, that we have this that we have mentioned a number of times in this um, in this episode or this session is First uh, John three sixteen. Yeah, but looking, you know, but going further, um, all the way to verse nineteen, it says, uh, "This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us." Uh-huh. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need, but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and truth. This is how we will know that we belong to the truth and we will reassure our hearts before him. You know, I love that because, you know, that that scripture speaks to the fact that love is action. That, yeah. You know, that, that if that on that on, you know, that one love is truth. It's being honest, it's being truthful, but it's indeed I'm like, man, I can be disposed. I can have I can be disposed to loving all I want. I can have this loving attitude and this loving mind all I want. Yeah. But at the end of the day. What are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? Right. Yeah. This is this is where it comes down to. So engaging in love is recognizing that love is a verb. It's that's, it's, that's right. it's it's a doing thing. I can't just you know I can't sit back and say or think I love someone. I'm like, yeah. If if that's what you want to you know if that's what you want to be about, you're missing it because you have to move from the place of thinking you love someone or confessing your love for someone to actually loving the person in truth and yeah. action. And right. and I I think when you truly love someone it's it's impossible to just do it with lip service. Right. Like when yeah. you truly love 100%, someone. Absolutely. It you are compelled to yeah. act and to do it yeah. and it it just comes like second nature and easy. Um I, I think it's when when you just give lip service it's it's you're trying to love someone not that you are actually there. There, exactly. You know. Yeah. And not actually engaging in it. Yeah. Cuz I think that's I think that's really I think we see that reflected even, you know, in the word of God cuz you think Isaiah was written years, right? Or the the prophecy that we read earlier Isaiah 9:6 through 7 mm-hmm. um, was written years, right? So this was a declaration that God had made years before professing his love right mm-hmm. for for the war professing what he was going to do speaking about this man right who would come who would be you know um the eternal father who would be the counselor you know who would bring justice and righteousness right he professes this you know he says it and then the comes this time that he has appointed and now we see him right so yeah so what if god had just simply said and never had any intentions <laughs> of doing right. So when we when we look at it, we see we see even God making professions of love, making declarations of love for the world yeah. that is created for people that He has given life to. But at, but then we come to this place where we see we see Him actually doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. I think. Um, we are, we are called to model that, right? So I'm like, yeah. it's kind of like you said. If I really love someone, then I'm going to I'm going to live it out. 
Yeah, it'll be more than lip service. So I I think it's, you know, I think it's essential in this season, um, you know, and if if we have, and, you know, I think, you know, you know, the Christmas season, a lot of nonprofits, a lot of churches, you know, Christian nonprofits, you know, they they have this uh, giving drives. And we know that typically around this time of the year is when people give, right? Because, um, because, you know, I think that, that that's one way of expressing that, that they that, are that, in that, truth, that, that they're in truth loving. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, it's a, it's essential to remember our very first episode. We read first Corinthians, uh, first Corinthians 13, right. That I can give, you know, that speaks about my, my being able to give all my property, give away everything that I have and yet not have love. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, in this season that we don't want to fall into the deception of giving, giving. absent of love. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we, do, we don't want to be deceived into thinking that because we give, we love. Right. Right. If I'm going to engage in love, then I'm giving cheerfully and I'm giving from a pure heart. I'm giving in truth. Yeah. Right. I'm giving because I actually care. I'm not giving because I want to quiet my conscience or because I want to feed my ego right. or because it's the season to give. I want to give because I truly see that need and I'm burdened for that person or for that situation. Yeah. Right? That, that's one way to engage in love. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the scriptures where it talks about um, knowing. So, and hereby we know that we are of truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Um, that's uh, 19. Right. When, it, when it's talking about that proof and of knowing that you are truly loving someone be, based on how yeah. you express it, how you engage in it. When you see that need yeah. uh, of your brother or sister and you have the ability to meet that need, and you do it because you love them. love the person, yeah. yeah. Because God said, "Do it this way." This way, yeah. And because you love what God loves, you do it that way. Yeah, I think it's good that you bring up that scripture because you know what I think. You know what that what that speaks to is that engaging in love. That when we that engaging in love is evidence that we belong to the truth. Say yes, we belong to Jesus Christ. If That's I'm right. not engaging in love, right? And that means it's not, oh, I'm wishing, but I'm actually doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because John's, you know, the Apostle John says, hey, you know, if I see a brother who's in need and I say, oh, may all be well with you or I'll pray for you, right? Which is good, but I have it in my capacity Mm -hmm. to actually meet that person's need. He says, what kind of love is that? We should love not in word and speech. Let's not love with our words and our speech. Let us love with in truth and action. So if I have it in my capacity to love, right, within if I have the ability, whether it's financial, whether it's yes. um, just making myself available, if I have it within myself to love and all I'm doing is talking, number one, I'm not loving. But yeah. when I do start loving, whether it's by giving, um, giving financially or giving of my talent, giving of my time, giving my presence, right, what the Apostle John is saying, that engaging in love, right, shows is evidence to you and to others that you belong to Jesus. 
and that it is when it is through engaging in love that I now am able to quiet or to reassure my heart, right? I mean, how many times have we questioned, right? I don't know if this ever has ever happened to you, but I know I know it happens with me with me regularly. And mm-hmm. I know of other people who are like, man, am I really saved? <laughs> right? Am I really saved? Like I know I you know, like I know I believe. I know that I believe in Jesus and I know I trust in Jesus, right? But yeah. am I really saved, right? Um and and what typically what happens it, it, what happens is it's not like I'm really questioning whether I'm safe. It's there's this my conscience, right? My inner person is yeah. bring, there's this doubts that that start to assail my mind. There's this doubts that start to plague and attack me. And what the Apostle John is saying is, hey, one way you can reassure your heart, right? One way you can tell your inner person, hey, settle down. You do belong to Jesus. Is when you're engaging in love. Yeah. It's when you are loving people. It's when you are giving of your time, your treasure, your talent, and you're doing it in truth. In truth. Right. You're doing it for that person. You wish you're doing it because you have you know, you, you know you desire the you're doing it purely for their well being and purely yeah. to honor the Lord. I'm like and, that's and they have to they have to be coupled together. Yeah. So like the action has to be done in truth. Because you can do the action and be doing it for selfish, for selfish reasons. reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, you know what? I'm going to give this because I'm going to get a tax deduction. Yeah. You know, I mean, we <laughs> we see with um, Ananias and Sapphira, mm-hmm. right? In the book of Acts, they, you know, they it's almost like they see um, Barnabas, you know, who sells his property and brings the proceeds to the feet of the apostles. So they say, well, hey, you know, we're going to do the same thing. But the only difference is they sell their property. Yep. And then it. bring a portion of the proceeds. And then they say, no, we brought everything. I'm like, but why? Right. What was right. the point? What, what, yeah. what was the point? What was the motivation? So I'm like, no, if, you know, if give, and you know, and Peter says, hey, listen, when you sold this, when you had this property, it was yours. When you sold the property, it was yours, right? So the, I, I don't think the problem is that Ananias and Sapphira gave a portion, mm-hmm. Right. The problem is that they it wasn't lied. It wasn't, it wasn't in truth. truth. They yeah. lied. They lied. You know, so I'm like, no, my love has to be in truth. Truth in the sense of, I, ha- you know, like my, my motivation has to be sincere. Mm-hmm. Truth in the sense of it has to be done because I recognize what God has done for me. And it has to be done because I care about that person or that cause, mm-hmm. right? If I'm doing it for any other reason, and those, you know, like those two things have to be tied together. I'm doing it because I love the Lord, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it because I love the person, yeah. right? Yeah. If if those two things are not, I you know, I love the person, I care about the person, person I or I care about the cause. If if those two th- truths are not present, then I'm like, why are you doing this? Why, you're not doing it in truth. Yeah. You're not doing it in truth. Um, I'm sure the person will still appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure the person will still appreciate it, but you know you're not being true, and that and that's not love, right? Right? That's not love, and that's why you know First Corinthians says, "Hey, if I give away all that I have to the poor, and I don't have love, it profits me nothing." Yeah, I, and I think that um, that is essential that we understand that that kind of um, philanthropy right um does not 
quiet our conscience because our conscience, you know, our hearts know mm-hmm. our motivation. Yep. You know, I know, <laughs> I know, you know, if I'm giving because I've been convicted by someone's preaching, you mm-hmm. know, like, and what I'm, you know, I'm not that I'm convicted that the person's preaching is true, but I'm, con- you know, like I'm now giving because I want to quiet that voice that's like, see, you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, I'm like, oh, that's a problem. I'm yeah. like, you want to give because you're convinced that God is a giver and that you should emulate him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I think, I, you know, I think that scripture is very important when it speaks to um, our loving in deed and truth as being as a tool for quieting our hearts, right? When Because in verse 20 it says, um, whenever our hearts condemn us, right? So our hearts, our conscience has the ability to condemn us. And, and the Apostle John is saying, this is how you, you know, the Apostle John is saying, this is how you quiet your heart when your heart is troubled, yes, right? That you quiet your heart by looking, by examining your deeds of love and saying, no, I know that these things I have done I have done because I love the Lord and I love God's people. I love, you know, I love God's people and the work that they're doing. Yeah. So it's, you know, that, um, that's, I think, you know, that's one way to think about, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's normal to ask that question though. Okay. I think if, if you never do like you, it's easy to become complacent and, you know, just doing things for the sake of doing them and not recognizing and, You know, pointing out, okay, I'm doing this because God said to do it this yeah. way. I'm doing this because I love the way that God has shown me I should love. I should love, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree totally. Now, what do you think, right? What are some hindrances to engaging in love that the believer should watch out for? Commercialism. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, bro, okay, break that down. Break that down. So, like, in this time, this season, right? Yeah. You have a lot of uh, people who are buying and consuming things because, you know, we've commercialized the season. Yes. And so, um, you know, it could be a hindrance. Like, you're just doing it because that's what everybody's doing this time of year. You're just doing it because maybe you want to be seen. So they say, oh, you know. Uh, so and so gave this many toys yes. to these kids, okay. and, so I'm and gonna do the same thing, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna match them, or you know I'm gonna give just as many. It's a competition, yeah. Yeah. and it's become something that's commercialized. I think that that could be the biggest hindrance of losing sight of yeah. what we should really be focusing on, like all the time, and especially like in this season to make sure it gets done right. Yeah. Because every year there's a push to commercialize this time of year, of year and right. to really lose focus on what the true meaning of this season, the season is. is. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I agree with that totally. I th- you know, I think, you know, I think about engaging in love. I, th- I think, you know, that it, that it helps to keep, you know, and of course, you know, we've said this before, that it, ke- it, it helps to keep the model, God's model of engagement Right to keep, you know, to keep that in front of us because yep. you know we look at a world that was that is right, or we look at our lives and we see we were in a desperate place. Mm-hmm. We're in a desperate place, and and that God saw that and was compelled to act. 
right? So for me, in the Christmas season, you know, in this season, um, you know, one of the one of the questions that come to mind is for me, or something that I try to meditate on is how in touch am I with the fallenness of the world? Yeah, you know, how in touch am I with the needs of those around me, believer, non-believer alike? Yeah, because if I'm not intimately in touch with the need of another, um, it's going to be impossible for me to engage. Yeah, right. It's not just enough to know the need, but am I really moved by it? Moved by it. Mm-hmm. You know that. Uh, you know that. That. Uh, you know empathy. Right. Am I? Am I coming in mm-hmm. to that experience of you know? Um, so so if if I'm not moved by the needs around me. Um, it's it's gonna be near impossible to engage. Right? Yeah, and you know, and it, it's just what you said. It's a constant reminding yourself yeah. of why you do it, and then also recognizing that certain things we become desensitized to. So, yeah, like uh, here in Evansville, panhandling's be like it's more prevalent than I think it's ever been before. And so it's easy to become desensitized to seeing people in uh, in need of help, right? And just yeah. not helping them, yeah. Because now you know they're common figures that that you see, and uh, sometimes you try to assess and say, okay, do they really need help? Or are they just out here trying to get over right. and just get some money, and they don't want to do A, B, C? And so you know it's easy to have those thoughts and become bogged down and desensitized to yeah. that and so you know really staying connected to um how we engage in love yes. and that sort of thing and what you know the bible says about how we do it and so when you see a need and you recognize that it's a need it's not really um it's like it's not really something that you should go back and forth about it's like right. okay here's a need i believe this is a need is it within my power to power change to, it? Right. If it's yes, then you you help. Right. And and I think, you know, I think, you know, you use the word assess. I think, you know, there's this aspect of planning appropriately. Mm-hmm. And there's certain, you know, there's certain situations where there's certain, you know, situations of need where um, it's, extra, you know, it's immediate. So you can plan. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just say, you know, there's an immediate need. Um, do I have it? You know, do I have the capacity to meet that need or not? Do I have the the capacity to be of help or not. But I think, but then and the other areas of need that, you know, that we know are prevailing and continuing take, for example, things like, um, you know, foster care or things like, yeah. um, you know, like you talk about, you know, panhandling the homeless or the needy. Um, it's, a, it's like you right. engage them. Right. But, and but, so, but planning for it, being very intentional and saying, okay, Hey, this is how much I make. Yeah. So if I start, if I start, um, if I say, um, this you know this is how much I make. If I cut out my uh, coffee, mm-hmm. my you know my daily Starbucks run, yeah, and, and you know, I and it's can, like I, I can make more to give. You know, so number one, you're planning, but number two, you're also sacrificing something. And I yeah. think that's I think it's important to recognize because when we look at the Christmas story, we see God making a declaration. Hundreds of years, mm-hmm. right? In, in Isaiah, like hundreds of years in advance. So we know that this is not something that Jesus, that God just does capriciously. Like this, he has planned and he has set a time yeah. to where he's going to take action. 
Yep. Right. So this is going to happen. Right. And and I, I think it's I think that's a great point to mention too, because you know sometimes you may see a need and maybe right then you don't have the ability the to to right. you know meet that need, but you could maybe plan to address it. Yeah. And then you know you could engage individuals actually to see okay what exactly is the need like because sometimes you have that question right yeah. like you say okay there's something that they need but what they're asking for is that exactly going to fix the situation right but yeah. you have to engage to do that and so you know uh, sometimes it is that planning and to see how you can help meet a need right. if you can't do it now uh, or if you uh, have some reservations about whether what you're seeing is truly the need because you know we want to be wise in how wise, we help exactly. uh, individuals and what we do uh, because some things you can do for individuals and it hurts them and stuff when you're trying to engage in love. You know, I, I can think of some times where um, certain individuals ask specifically for money uh, for things and then they go spend it and do something else and, yeah. and it's an addiction yeah. Right. Yeah. And so uh, making sure I think that's part of, of love as well. Making sure that how we help is not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt, hurt. Right. And that, you know, that I mean, that that, you know, that requires thorough thinking, maybe even doing some studying, mm -hmm. um, having conversations with people who understand the issue better, you know, like taking the time and making the effort to look into it, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to become an expert. You don't have to do, you know, you don't have to do, you know, some deep dive research. You can yeah. simply just talk to people or find resources. You know, like take for example, you know, something um, something that I've heard a lot of, um, I, I think I think the APD has even posted this at one time on their Facebook page where they, where they said, hey, as it has to do with pan, pan, panhandlers, you'll actually be a better help by giving to this to organization, the, to, to these organizations yeah. that take care of these people, as opposed to actually directly giving to them, right? Yeah. So when I hear the EPD recommend something like that, I'm thinking, hey, this is an institution, right? That's informed. That, that that's informed. They work with these people every day. They mm -hmm. know the cases. They have the experience. So when they say, hey as opposed to giving one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. right, or giving directly, you know, you might, what we, we would like you to give to United Care, we would like you to give to the rescue mission. I'm like, I, I didn't have to go read and, you know, I didn't have to dive deeply yeah. into this. I just all... Because again, it's, it's, uh, it's sometimes, you know, individuals don't know what is is best for them to exactly yeah when they're in need and they're in need usually because they lack a knowledge of in something yeah. right yeah. and in how crazy my mind works uh with it being this time of year i think about the christmas story movie right where uh he's asking for uh, a gun for christmas right. a baby gun and then he goes oh you shoot your eye out kid and something like it's you're asking for something that yeah. you're maybe not mature enough to handle right yeah. or maybe you'll misuse it uh, and so, you know, as we're talking about engaging in love and what we're doing to show love, yeah. you know, we have to keep those things in mind, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, when it comes to engaging in love, I think, you know, something else to remember, again, you know, when we look at um, God's model of engaging in love, you know, God's model of engaging in love through Christmas, when we when we look at the Christmas story and see how God engages in love, I think some something that we see is that love is self-sacrificing, 
yes. private. Engaging in it means I'm actually self-sacrificing. And we should make a distinction, right, between sacrificing and self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. I can sacrifice things, and they're not really self-sacrificing. The, the times when I can give of my time and... It's not a self-sacrifice. Like, you know, like, th- th- does that make sense? I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah like, I, I'd I rather can, do this right, than this. I can give an hour. And, yeah. and honestly, that hour doesn't really cost me anything. Is it a sacrifice? Yes. But it's not It's not one that I feel, right? Yeah. Because self-sacrifice now, is, now for I me, am sacrificing some, myself. Yeah. Right? Now, That's what self-sacrifice ultimately yeah. is. I'm so, sacrificing for me, myself. For me, it's right? like... I'd rather give my money than my time. Than my time. Because my time is a self-sacrifice, right? right? And so, like, me understanding that if I'm going to give you my time, it is really a self-sacrifice. Yeah. Because I can't get time back. I can get some more money, but I can't get time back. Or or exactly. Same thing with your presence. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Can I give you some money? Um, here, let me make a donation. Right. Or, hey, hey, I need to talk with you, but I can talk with you on the phone. But I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you I don't in person. Co- I don't want to come to you. I don't want to come to you. When really what that person might need, and I, see you. and I know that, that, person, that what that person needs is my physical presence. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, yeah, so I think it's important to understand that, hey, that, there, that, I can, that we can sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But not every sacrifice is truly a self-sacrifice. Yeah. And that when we look at Christmas, right, mm-hmm. what we see God doing, God's act of love, especially you know, in Christmas, is actually a sacrifice of self. He's giving, yeah. you know, he's bringing himself. He's taking on flesh. Um, you, know, he, you know, so I'm like, yeah, so in, in the Christmas season, I'm like, you know, what does that look like? You know, what does that look like mm-hmm. to sacrifice, you know, to sacrifice myself? Um, you know, I, I think one practical suggestion is, hey, maybe go um, take your family, right? And go, um, instead of going to your family dinner, uh, you and your family go serve yeah. at the Pottersville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that other families can actually have a family, family dinner, dinner, right? That's just one example. Yeah. I'm like, you know, Pray, you know, pray, because I think, you know, a lot of, you know, like you, you talk about commercializing Christmas, right? To where it's become, Christmas has now become, what am I going to do to enjoy, you know, how how are we going to enjoy this season? I'm like, well, what if I flipped that and started asking myself, what can I do to make this season enjoyable for someone enjoyable? else? Yeah. For, for others, yeah, right, and that's that's what it, that's what it really is about. That, yeah, yeah, and and that and so now, my joy in the Christmas season is not because I got something enjoyable. My joy in the Christmas season was because I got to see yeah other else. people enjoying enjoy right. So basically, I I I got joy. In the giving, mm-hmm. not so much the receiving. And what we see a lot of times is, I think, um, and, I, and I think the joy in giving though comes from knowing that I've done it God's way. 
Right. I, I'm loving people the way God has instructed me to do it. That's what, in my mind anyway, that's what makes me feel really good. That yeah. when I know that I can do something the way that God has instructed me to do it, and I know the obstacles of my flesh yeah. and having to overcome uh, different situations and things to be able to do that. You know, when it's done, it makes me feel good that I was able to do it and follow it. Right. Right. You know, and, and just to be honest, I just, I recognize that right now that I'm, I'm that I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, yeah. because, because, because I recognize, especially around Christmas that I am such a receiver. I love, <laughs> right. I love getting gifts. I, you know, I'm like, not, not, I don't have a problem giving gifts, but yeah. if you said, if you said to me, yo, what is your default Christmas posture i'm like yo if if not for advent if yeah. not for my observer i'm like yo my even with advent right that my my christmas posture is receiving says receive man i can't wait and people are like hey ubi what do you want i'm like give me i can't cash. wait to get this gift i'm like i don't want nope hey ubi what do you want cash give me yeah. the cash and i'm gonna go get what i want but my posture right during christmas right and I say it with shame because I'm like, Ubi, you've got some repenting. No, for real, you, you've got some repenting to do. My posture during Christmas is receiving. Right. But when I look at God, I see that God's posture during Christmas was giving. Yeah. Now, someone, someone might say, someone might say, but isn't it, you know, isn't Christmas about giving and receiving? Right. But I, I say, but when I look at God, what I see is God in Christmas giving. Yeah. Right? That's what I see. That God is sending his son. He's giving. Um, and that his joy yeah. is in giving. So it's not that I'm giving and I'm depressed or despondent or sad. It's no. That for me, the joy of Christmas is a joy that I get from giving in truth and in love. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, what? And I, I, I think that's one reason why parents right enjoy giving gifts to their kids mm -hmm. right because because when it comes to kids kids can give back right right you can we, kids can give back man I, i'm excited this year because i you know i have an adult child now right and i'm like i think i might get some <laughs> i think i might get some you know. yeah <laughs> and, you, and, but, and jesus speaks you know jesus speaks about giving not expecting in return it says yeah. give to those that can that, that well, there's this blessedness in giving so i'm like you know for me in the you know at least i think you know in the chris you know with christmas coming i'm like i want to be able right to give especially to those who don't have, have it to give. to give back yeah because and that's what i see i think that's what i'm most excited about like like i said i have the, i have a new adult child right like she's newly an adult and all the years that we've done Christmas, and you know, you ask your kids what you want, and then you go out and to the best of your ability, you get what they've asked for, right? So this year is going to be different in the sense that now she's going to know what it's like, like. Uh, to provide something for Christmas, right? Yeah. And know, oh, there's some budgeting that goes into this. There's some thought that goes into this. Yeah. And she's going to know what it's like to give. Uh, and someone may not be able to give it back, yeah. Yeah. right? She's going to know that there's a difference in receiving. Yeah. 
Because I told her, I said, hey, what you were receiving when you were a child is different than what you're receiving as an adult. I was like, especially now that you no longer live in my house. And I'm like, so I'll give you a gift card still. And I'm like, are you going to buy me something? She's like, I think I am. And so it's, you know, it's that it's that whole like giving and receiving and and the thoughtfulness that goes into it. So I'm I'm really excited because now she's going to um, she's going to learn how to give properly, yeah. how to receive properly. And that excites me. Yeah. And you know, I think, you know, something, um, you know, something I know that usually happens around Christmas is, especially with kids, is when we give to our kids, right, that we, um, you know, we watch out for their response. Mm-hmm. And if their response is not appropriate, it can really mess up our Christmas. Yeah. Right. I had a teachable moment like that last Christmas. My uh, youngest daughter, she wanted a cell phone, right? Right. We we packaged up everything, uh, the clothes and stuff that she asked for. The cell phone was the last thing that we were able to purchase because we had to find it and stuff. We had to to wait for it to to arrive and all that sort of stuff, order it, do all that. And so we kept it back. We held it back. She opened up all these gifts, and then she's looking sad because she didn't see the cell phone, right? And so it was a teachable moment when we were able to tell her, you should be thankful for what you received right. already. Yeah. Even if we didn't have this. And we showed her and she started to cry. And uh, she recognized how you receive properly even. Yeah. Uh, and I think as we engage in love and we're uh loving people the way God says to love, yeah. it's important that they receive the love properly, properly too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, I, th- I think that's actually an aspect of engaging in love. Yeah. Right? It's how do I receive, right? Mm-hmm. Even, even, even though it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, that there's a way to receive in love. Yeah. Right. Even, even if it's not what I want. Yeah. Right, or it's not the particular thing that I want. I'm telling you, I, I, I get a lot of gifts for. like that yeah. too, and you learn how to do it. See, that's why that's why I'm a master receiver. And that's because I'm like, hey, just, <laughs> so master you know, receiver. I'm a master receiver. That's why I'm like, just give me cash <laughs> because if you give me cash, I'll always give you the appropriate response because I know. So you don't have to figure out what I want. Give me the cash, and I'll get what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Know, you. Thank yes. you. Yes, you have no idea. No, no, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm joking around, but I'm not joking around. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So I, you know, yeah. But I think you know, for me as a parent, something that you know I have to watch out for. But you know, I'm I'm an, and I'm I'm actually extending it to just engaging in love in general mm-hmm. is guarding my heart when the response to my gift is not um what I expected. Yeah. Right making sure that that response doesn't bring up, doesn't give room to bitterness yes, or anger in me because I'm like that, you know, that derails my engaging in love that being, you know, I can remain in a place where I can say to myself, Hey, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. I can say that. Um, and what that does is it allows me to continue in love. Um, it allows me to recognize, especially, you know, it allows me to recognize that they may not appreciate yeah. the value of what they've just received, but I know the value. Yeah. Cause you, you've, you've given it in truth. I've given it in truth. And I know 
what the effect it will have in their lives. Yeah. They may not know it now, right? So ensuring that I remain in that place of love and blessedness and not letting any negative responses, right, yeah. to my gift um, derail, you know, just derail my heart or, yeah. derail, or derail why I am. That's, you know, because I think we see that, we see that with God, you know, we, we, you know, you think about, you know, God takes on flesh and we see how the shepherds respond. Mm -hmm. We see how the wise men respond. Yeah. But then we see how Herod responds. <laughs> responds. Kill him. Right, kill him. Yeah. You know, so we, we see this mix of responses, but it's impossible to read this Christmas story, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to read the Christmas story and not see that sense of blessedness yeah. in the whole story that remains, even despite mm -hmm. um, Herod and the murder of those children. There's this blessedness around that season, right? Um, I th and I think it's essential that when I engage in love, that I, that I look at God as my model and ensure that I remain, that I keep my heart and my mind in that place of blessedness, that I don't yeah. allow that. That you know that I don't allow anyone's response derail or change how or change how exactly should, yeah. how I feel about it, but um, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, for me, that that's all I have to share about engaging. engaging love, yeah, that one that I should be that we need to be in touch mm -hmm. with the needs of others in a very real way, right? Um, to, and that it's not just lip service. That's not lip service. Like exactly that it's that, an action. That it's an action, right? It has to be truthful, and it has to be an action. Yeah. And then, um, and then three that I need to watch out for my heart, right? And especially because I'm not giving for your for your reaction, right? I'm giving because I love you, yeah. You know, and I want you, you know, and I want you to be blessed, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes um, it takes a while for someone to recognize the blessedness in a gift. So yeah. I should, you know. So I, th I think those are those are things that we definitely need to be um, to be looking out for and be and be aware of. Yeah, when it comes to um, to this season. Yeah, yeah. So for all of you who are out there doing your last minute shopping, yeah, yeah, engage in exactly. love. Yeah, <laughs> engage yeah. in love. Yeah. You know, you know, do it uh, sincerely, not just to be seen, not just because this is what people are doing, but do it because you've been commanded. To do it a certain way yeah. by God, and you want to do that uh, in truth, man. Guys, you know we, we would end this session with uh with, with, we we would actually end the session with singing your Christmas carol, but uh neither of us right. Um, I, I thought you were gonna say sing. Yeah. I was like, oh, Ubi's got this one. This is a solo. <laughs> yeah, neither neither of us are musicians. I I think our singing would actually ruin your Christmas. Right, you so won't receive it well. You know, you won't receive it well. So what, so what we're gonna say is, God bless you and have a merry Christmas. Have a merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Thank you.